Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually, consciously living today. Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, a time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today we're going to be exploring the life and legacy of Swami Vivekananda, a great saint, a great sage, a great uh, yogi who brought um, the message of Vedanta to the West. And uh, we'll be exploring um, the philosophy behind Vedanta, behind yoga, to help us better understand how we can be agents of peace in our world. Um, Swami Vivekananda, of course, um, made a great impact when he came to the West during his time here, the initial um, landing at the Parliament of the World's Religions. And we'll be talking about that because um, we recently... um, had the anniversary of his uh, arrival. And um, so we have with us today Swami Prasanatmananda, who is the Swami in charge of the Vedanta Society in Berkeley, California. The Vedanta, Vedanta Society of Berkeley was founded in 1939 by Swami Ashokananda of the Ramakrishna Order um, in India. Swami Vivekananda was the chief disciple of Ramakrishna uh, and founded the Vedanta Society in New York in 1894. The Vedanta Society of Berkeley traces its roots to a dedicated group of devotees who were inspired by Swami Vivekananda's evocative lectures. During his first um, his visit to the Bay Area in 1900, you can learn more about the Vedanta Society of Berkeley at their website, theberkeleyvedanta.org. That's theberkeleyvedanta.org. Welcome, Swami Prasanatmananda. It's a joy to have you back on the Yoga Hour today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Um, it seems even to speak about Swami Vivekananda, um, we somehow can touch upon that higher consciousness um, that he he brought. Just his very words will begin to lift us um, to that plane. So I'm very excited to uh, be sharing with you this morning. And before we begin... Um, talking about Swami Vivekananda's life and legacy, let's simply take a moment to center ourselves, to be receptive uh, to this teaching and to um, the transformational power of that teaching in our lives today. 
about the true nature of the human being as potentially divine that come to us from the ancient Vedas, we find there the call to remember, to remember the truth of what we are. And I like to think of that remembrance as a yoga moment that any time we can turn our attention to the truth of our being. And let's do that now. Just take a moment, a moment of pausing, a moment to remember, a a moment to be restored to our original wholeness. So with your breath, simply intend to bring your attention within, to draw your attention within, away from being distracted by the ever-changing conditions in our world. Dive into the ocean of divine consciousness, ever pure, ever still within you. And there recognize the omnipresent reality of God within you, seated in the heart of every being, one divine self. So we turn our attention from restless striving, from distraction, and just as simple as breathing in We remember that right where we are, God is. And in that remembrance, in that knowing, there is renewal, there is strength, there is healing, there is blessing. And as we touch that divine reality within us, let us decide to be aware, more fully aware of that truth throughout our day, throughout our evening today, so that the light of the divine within us may shine ever more brilliantly. We may see that divinity within all that we meet and share divine peace with all. Om Shanti 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 Well, again, welcome back to Swami Prasannatmananda, the Swami in charge of the Vedanta Society in Berkeley, California. Um, Our our getting together on Yoga Hour follows a recent event 
um, here in California celebrating the 125th anniversary of Swami Vivekananda's speech at the opening ceremonies of the first parliament of the world's religions on September 11th, 1893. And I think it's so important, of course, to remember this anniversary every September, particularly in the West, because when we come to September 11th, um, we have the impact of, of course, the attacks on the World Trade Center. And um, although we can certainly turn our minds to the heroic acts that um, came out of that and the um, awakening to global consciousness and our necessity um, to um, bring our our work for peace to the forefront. Um, undergirding that was this event, uh, September 11th um, in 1893, where the words that Swami Vivekananda were prophetic, you know, that the need that we have today is um, to get beyond um, dogmatism and uh, to open our hearts and minds um, in not only um, tolerance, but acceptance. Um, and so, Swamiji, how would you introduce someone today uh, to the life of Swami Vivekananda? Swami Vivekananda's life actually completely molded by the hand of his guru, Sri Ramakrishna. Because once Swami Vivekananda said that actually parliament of religions held at the small room of Dakshineshwar where Sri Ramakrishna practiced different religion in person. Mm-hmm. Then he said that Buddha had a message for the East but I have a message for the West. So he was made by Sri Ramakrishna and he came in USA in 1893 to announce those teachings. So from Narendranath, Sri Ramakrishna made Swami Vivekananda and set his mission. So Swami Vivekananda came in this country to announce from the parliament of religion that he said in his last speech, help and not fight, assimilation and not destruction, harmony and peace and not dissension. So this was the message he gave from the beginning this harmony of religions Hmm. and if you ask me what is the exact thing Swami Vivekananda did in his life definitely he realized God he is the seer of God but the message through his life He gave three things. He set the image of man, 
he set a perfect religious definition and he practiced it in his life he set the concept of god and he realized god and the concept of society and harmony of religions so these are the three things concept of man concept of religion and god and the concept of harmony and society these three things this was his message and he delivered it he practiced it and he showed it to the humanity mm i think um and we'll we'll talk about each of those points too and um i i want to just um you just go back to what you said about what um the the young naran learned from his guru you know be, because this message that he had about the truth that can be found in all religions um was something that he he observed and that was transmitted to him through his guru's experience and you know when we read about the life of shri ramakrishna um we discover that indeed you know he of course he was a an enlightened mystic and he walked these paths of different religions to their summit and discovered you know the truth uh, in each one and so when swami vivekananda came to the west and he w- and he talked about the harmony of religions he he was coming from knowing that truth it wasn't just something he was talking about and i think that makes all the difference you know there's a of course the famous story about vivekananda beginning his talk there at the parliament and simply addressing the crowd you know uh, sisters and brothers of america and then to you know standing ovation that just went on you know for 2 minutes and um the what you know, what someone think was the mystery of that you know what was it that he said that caused that um but well, of course it was his consciousness and how he carried with him um that um higher consciousness he and he said uh, i am proud to belong to a religion which has taught the world both tolerance and universal acceptance we believe not only in universal toleration but we accept all religions as true and i i really want to underscore that because i think that is um what is missing in 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 some places where we we begin to have interreligious dialogue um but there is still an attitude um sometimes of superiority of one faith over another and that has been um such a cause of problems so today um we're really beginning to hear a conversation about um uh, that it is not a matter of tolerance you know we don't just say well you know i have a superior belief i tolerate that you believe the way that you do and ultimately you'll wake up and believe the way that i do no um he was actually coming from um this truth that is in the ancient vedas which says all religions you know leading to the realization of god are true because god is true and god there is only one reality 
exactly that is what uh, he said actually uh, you mentioned that uh, his first address the sisters and brothers of america uh, actually uh, in the parliament of religions two of the delegates uh, they addressed in the same way in the same language but unfortunately that did not have that kind of appeal that swami vivekananda drew so swami vivekananda had some kind of vibration that he emanated uh, and through that vibration actually the he changed the whole psyche of uh, american people so that touch that spiritual touch connectivity he could establish and that was the secret of his spirituality and that is the secret of his success here uh everything actually what he spoke uh based on vedanta and upanishad that is his philosophical basis and on that basis he interpreted vedanta in a modern language and in a modern thought so his teachings we can call it neo vedanta and practical vedanta which is very much practical so mm-hmm. he brought out the philosophical part of vedanta in the workplace in everyday life that was his mastery and he practiced it and if we consider his teachings three things the potential divinity of man he changed the concept of man he said that every man is potentially divine the potentiality we have to understand the word potentiality it has two meanings actually one divinity potential means divinity eclipsed by some ignorance we have to remove that ignorance and the human being has a kind of teleological urge to break his bonds nivedita his disciple margaret noble from ireland he explained it in beautiful way he said swami vivekananda's language swami vivekananda's thought is connected with freedom mukti the liberation but for swami ji freedom is not ultimate reward of multiple years of suffering as hindu believes it is immediate existential concern human being works there must be a motive behind that what is the motive motive is we have to do good we have to progress we earn money that is the general motive of human being we live a good life joyful life earn money with family friends that is the motive force behind every activity so swami ji set mukti the liberation here he said the motive force of every human being is freedom mukti 
that is his motive force that is why freedom everyone we need freedom for that everyone works and this potential divinity is connected with freedom urge for freedom we are working this for freedom and from this theory a change of social concept is coming because society is based on ethics and morality so freedom he said that freedom is the basis of ethics it is the ground work of morality of unselfishness because in freedom we can get rid of the idea of little body and me and mine that is unselfishness whole theory of ethics is based on that unselfishness but unselfishness is the negative word the positive word is love the ethics of unity it is the basis of love so love is the main thing which is based on the vedic dictum thou art that tatvamasi the oneness so that is the basis of his theology the veda and the and swami ji when you talk about um swami vivekananda Mm, bringing this interpretation of Vedanta, applying it to modern life, um, modern thought, really um, uh, what we could call practical Vedanta. I think, you know, one of the um, essential um, distinctions in his work, when, when you read his his words and you read about his life, is that he he was so strong in making Vedanta um, life transforming rather than let us say life transcending. You know, so sometimes the message of Vedanta had been interpreted as. Uh, uh, in a sense, transcending the world, right? Getting beyond the suffering uh, of this realm. And it seems to me that Swami Vivekananda was so strong on, no, um, this living Vedanta is um, being active in the world, um, not only to know freedom for yourself, but to ensure freedom for all. Do, do you agree? Oh, yes, sure. Uh, actually, uh, the experience of the highest Vedantic truth uh, comes in three levels. Number one, a person realizes itself in his own, in his within. That is number one. When he realizes himself, then he finds he or she finds that this experience, this individual self is connected with cosmic self. It is one with the cosmic self. And when he finds, he or she finds that individual self and cosmic self 
are one, he finds that self is everywhere, within everybody. Exactly, just like love. Each individual has love, and a cosmic love is there, God's love, and love is in everybody. So love is one. Love unites us. So, Swamiji actually in some places substituted this consciousness with love because people can understand love well. So this unity of oneness, that is Swamiji's concept. Everything is one and it pervades everywhere, each individual. And in this way, actually, he connected the being and doing. So being expresses in doing. That is why he set uh, the motto of the order, the Ramakrishna order, Atmana Mokshartham Jagat Hitayacha. Atmana Mokshartham is good for individual and then that is the being and then the doing it is connected with doing this being expresses himself or herself in doing and the doing is jagat hitayacha the good for the world mm. so he asks in one places why should we be moral we are moral because our real nature is good. Mm. There is no concept of And when, when we come back um, from the break, Swamiji, let's talk more about those um, three points that you brought up of this, this teaching that Swami Vivekananda brought, the concept of man, the concept of God, the concept of society, and how he um, was really um, instrumental in changing the consciousness in the West about those three um, areas. I, I'm, I'm looking, um, as you were sharing with us, I was looking at a book, um, Living at the Source, from the teachings and the words of Swami Vivekananda, um, and he, he wrote, there is to be found in every religion the manifestation of this struggle toward freedom. It is the groundwork of all morality, of unselfishness, which means getting rid of the idea that men are the same as their little body. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with special guest Swami Prasanatmananda, who is Swami-in-Chief of the Vedanta Society in Berkeley. You can learn more about Vedanta Society of Berkeley at the website. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate.
Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what that Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much? To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing. Another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children, so families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Find the truth within yourself that heals, reveals, guides, and transforms. Tune in to Reverend Galen McDowell every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms. Take a deep dive into the practical aspects of new thought teaching, starting with forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and more. Reverend McDowell welcomes some amazing guests, and topics can range from reincarnation to the Bible to science. Big plans to join the show here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome back to our second segment of the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today I am talking with uh, Swami Prasanadmananda, the Swami in charge of the Vedanta Society of Berkeley. And we've been talking about the life and legacy of Swami Vivekananda, and uh, it's in the fall of 2018, and our uh, conversation was prompted by the 125th anniversary of Swami Vivekananda coming to America and offering his uh, life-transforming message at the Parliament of the World's Religions. And um, as a disciple in the tradition of um, 
Swami Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda, of course, I uh, also uh, remain grateful um, the way that Swami Vivekananda came to America and in a sense paved the way um, for the message of uh, the Vedas to be received here so that when Yogananda came in 1920, um, the, the ground had already been tilled um, and Paramahansa Yogananda, his first speech in the U.S. in 1920 was um, at an international congress of religious liberals and he, he said, if by religion we understand only practices, particular tenets, dogmas, customs and conventions, then there may be grounds for the existence of so many religions. But if religion means primarily God consciousness or the realization of God, both within and without, and secondarily a body of beliefs, tenets, and dogmas, then strictly speaking, there is but one religion in the world, for there is but one God. And of course, here he is referring to this mystical truth that you mentioned, Swamiji, in the beginning, um, that Swami Vivekananda, you know, saw and imbibed um, and was transmitted to him from his guru, Sri Ramakrishna, who walked the paths of many uh, religions and experienced um, them as a portal to the divine. And um, today, of course, uh, we still have tensions in our world um, around, uh, you know, not having a true understanding of, of really the purpose of life. I would say, you know, it's a, it's a mixture of not knowing the truth of what we are and um, not being aware of the purpose of life. And so out of that um, ignorance comes a lot of uh, strife uh, in our world. And at this time, in the fall of 2018, you know, we, we have here in the U.S., we have a lot of consternation about um, the lack of ethics, the lack of peace in our own government, and certainly, you know, continued tensions in our world. So, Swamiji, what do you feel um, that that Swami Vivekananda offered to us so many years ago that would be a medicine uh, for our times if we, if we were able to rightfully apply it. Yes, actually, uh, Swami Vivekananda has the message for the uh, future world, and that is need for harmony. The religious harmony, intra-religious harmony, the harmony within ourselves. Then his message of neo-humanism, the service of the humanity. Then definitely he addressed the feminist movement. He was born in 1863. And he came in this country in 1893. So at that point of time, he said that women, they will decide their own problem and they will decide their own solution. So nobody has to intervene to them. So the independence of women, he spoke on that 
and then the moral ethical value and the global spiritual movement so these are the few things we can uh, address and uh, we can get uh, many practical uh, hints of application uh, from Swami Vivekananda's message Mm. Thank you for bringing up his um, stance about women and equal treatment for women. And of course, that's a core teaching in Vedanta that that <clears throat> there is no um, difference, you know, in the essential nature of, of every person. There is just one divine self in all, no better um uh, or worse, uh, no stronger or weaker, <laughs> and um, he 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 was so strong on his support for the spiritual life and the independent power of women. And in fact, so many of his um, supporters in America were women. And um, it seems to me that some of the centers, and perhaps even if I have it right, your own center in Berkeley. Um, came about because of the um, awakening and the appreciation uh, of American women. Is that true? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Swamiji inspired this uh, Sarah Fox and Rebella Fox, and they were the instrumental of this Berkeley Vedanta Society. Mm. Uh, definitely he inspired that. And... His message for the future world is uh, service, love, and uh, harmony. These are the main things what he delivered. Uh, actually, especially in religion, he coined a particular word, unity in diversity. That is a unique concept, unity in diversity. You know, it is very difficult to get rid of one's religion where one was brought, one was uh, brought up and one, uh, you know, was born. So the point is that it is very difficult to get rid of that religion and it is also very difficult to accept uh, externally others' religion. So the point is that he coined this concept, the unity in diversity. Diversity must be there. We cannot eliminate diversity. But there must be an underlying unity. He gave the example of garland. He gave the example of a flower bouquet. And there we find in garland, there are different flowers, the different fragments, different colors, but underlying thread is there, which is holding all the different flowers, and the sum total is a beautiful garland. So there must be some diversity, different flowers, different fragments, different culture, different religion, but the underlying thread must be there. Unity must be there. And nowadays, the common ground, a very popular word is coming up here and there, that is the common ground. Which is the common ground? Which is the common thread? 
Swami Vivekananda suggested that on which we can calm everyone. And Swami Vivekananda said, that is the consciousness. The Vedantic principle, that is the consciousness. We can, that is the unity, that is the common thread, that is the common ground. Mm-hmm. Really, the the true nature of every person. So, right. you know, ne- neither male nor female, um, neither no black nor white, neither Hindu or Jew. Yet, um, yes, we are all of that. <laughs> that is the diversity. But at the heart of unity, we are actually none of that. Right. That is the basis. That is, he actually took forward one step, the universal, he called it the universal religion. He asked, is it possible, universal religion is possible? He answered, yes, universal religion is possible. And his message has the theological basis, the Vedanta is the theological basis. Vedanta speaks about this oneness. So, his message is, on this basis, this world can be united. We can get rid of our petty limitedness. And that was his message probably from the Parliament of Religions and for the future world also. Mm. And it's such an important message for our time. And of course, you know, our lives are dedicated to that message. And, and as we talk about it, Swamiji, I'm, I'm aware that that um, ability to see unity where the appearance is um, diversity, you know, and the ability to actually hold both, that both can exist and both in fact do exist, requires uh, actually an awakened uh, spiritual consciousness. You, you cannot see through to the heart of reality uh, without having a spiritual awakening. And so this is a primary need that we have in our world because so many are caught in ignorance that seeing only at the surface level and not able to see through um, to the unity. And so, you know, problem that we have is, you know, how do we um, support the awakening of hearts and minds? And so certainly, Swamiji, the work that you are doing is is helping people hear this truth, right? Bringing forth yes. these teachings, um, helping them hear, and then we have we offer practices so people can experience it for themselves. Yes, you, you referred that, the transformation, the transformation of individuality. Actually, he termed the evolution. Uh, definitely the transformation, the right word he uses, the revolution. He meant the revolution means the quick evolution. He said, knowingly or unknowingly, each individual is going towards that absolute goal. But if we have this evolution in our mind, and what is the technique of this evolution, faster evolution, yoga, 
is the is the technique is the skill by which this faster evolution can take place so that was his his uh, teachings that through this we can evolve and he actually categorized he said that in shankaracharya's writing uh, shankaracharya said that if a human being doesn't have this discrimination he is a animal he is a in a human form so his mind has not yet been evolved so the evolution evolution is a instinctual being to the rational human being and for rational human being to the spiritual human being so mm-hmm. this is the evolution of human consciousness and that he suggested and uh, that he uh, actually his teachings his teachings he said my mission can be explained in few words and it is that to tell unto mankind their potential divinity and how they can manifest this potential divinity in every walks of life Mm-hmm. That is the message, and it is the message much needed um, today. And still we are at work bringing that message forth to change um, the concept of humanity um, and to, to uh, bring forth that call to arise and uh, to awaken to the truth because therein lies um, the solution to so many problems that plague us um, because uh, we're otherwise we are in the dark and leading with our ego, you know, which leads to all kinds of um, problems between people and between people and the environment and, and so forth. So um, this message, um, of course, remains um, relevant today. It's an eternal um, message and it, and it speaks just to the spiritual uh, journey of awakening. And as Swamiji, do you see in Swami Vivekananda's teaching um, a, a way um, for us to <laughs> how can I say this to 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 speed up this evolutionary uh, necessity? Like you know, we all want to know. Well, what can we do? Why, you know, you to know, contribute to this. Pretty, yeah, it is. It is knowingly or unknowingly uh, we are doing this. You know, today. Uh, the yoga is very popular and uh, and the most important thing is that that concept is coming up that we are not religious but spiritual so that is also we don't know but the seed of that concept uh, was sowed by uh, swami vivekananda himself that uh, not religion but spiritual uh, everyone is coming towards their own consciousness you know in in our workplace right now if we have any fault uh, generally the concept is that immediate we dump the cause of our fault to somebody's shoulder so but the now uh, everyone is conscious about themselves they are try to evolve themselves 
so slowly we can find that uh, the vision is coming towards us towards within i am responsible for that i am that uh, definitely it has some aspect of ego but to turn within is another concept of uh, going inward and uh, to speed up this uh, evolution process so uh, this is swami vivekananda's uh, uh, teachings which is uh, unknowingly percolated everybody's mind and is working that mm-hmm. uh, And one of the things I I heard in what you just said um Swamiji is that this evolution of course is happening and um one of the things that we can do is of course understand its its nature um you know the transformation of uh human consciousness and that instead of looking at uh all the problems so much of what is wrong we can also look out and see these signs everywhere of global awakening you know we see the proliferation of yoga and um sometimes you know um as a yogini i have some consternation about how yoga is propagated in, in the west you know as um you know there's a materialistic um focus there's you know on on the body and so on and so forth um but yet all of that if we see it through the larger lens that you know more and more people are coming to yoga and discovering this practice learning how to quiet the mind and um you know moving on to that um um highway of awakening and we also can see you know right now this is the time in america of the uh me too movement and we have so many women speaking out about um traumatic experiences uh in the past raising their voices um for you know uh protections and uh, equal treatment and so forth so we can also see this rising up of um women in the light of the awakening of consciousness to um the, the true equality so i think that is helpful swamiji if we're if we're if we're thinking about evolution um we can contribute to it by spotting it everywhere and i like what you said about you know more and more people are talking about being spiritual and uh not uh, religious so there are many ways that we can point to this evolution um all around us yeah in 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 other ways also you can find swami vivekananda's teachings is uh, applied in various ways uh definitely we don't know this but unknowingly it, it has uh, reflected in uh, many places you know that uh, il frank bomb uh, attended the parliament of religions and uh, <laughs> then uh, the lion king 
there also we find Swami Vivekananda's uh, Swami Vivekananda's voice uh, because uh, the script uh, writer of the uh, Lion King was influenced by uh, Campbell, and Campbell was the uh, disciple of Swami Nikhiladanda. So we can find in this way also, in various ways, Swami Vivekananda's mm-hmm. voice is uh, percolating, and Swami Vivekananda's voice is, uh, you know, uttered in different forms. Yeah, I just I just heard a lecture by uh, Dr. Jeffrey Long, um, who was talking about um, the influence of Vedanta, the message of a Star Wars, um, because of uh, George Lucas um, being inspired by Joseph Campbell, um, who was a student uh, of Vedanta. So uh, that is true. The, these myths that are um, part of our cultural heritage in the West now um, have their origins in uh, some of the Vedic teachings that um, we were uh, given by Swami Vivekananda. That is that is wonderful to think about, too. Um, what would you, if you could, let me, perhaps you can just summarize for us um, and though that might be hard to do, but you know, as we're getting near to the conclusion of the program, what do you say um, really is the living legacy that Swami Vivekananda left for us today? Only one thing that is <laughs> potential yes. divinity of man and how to manifest that in every walks of our life. That is Swami Vivekananda's uh, mission. And Sister Nivedita explained it in a very uh, understandable way. Uh, She said that if one and many are same, the Brahman, one, and Brahman is manifested, that is the basic truth of Vedanta, so if this is one, then every action of our life, every moment, we are manifesting this potential divinity. In our conflict, in our good work, in our day-to-day life, all these interactions are nothing but to manifest our potential divinity. You know, if we play the violin, we have to hit the strings with the stick or the guitar. We have to hit the strings with our fingers. So, and a beautiful melody of voice comes out. So exactly in the same way, with our interaction with the society, actually unknowingly, we are manifesting this potential divinity. So Vivekananda said, this universe is a gymnasium and we are experiencing every moment of our life. So in this gymnasium, we are, in every action, we are manifesting this potential divinity. The more and more this potential divinity will be manifested, the more we will be transformed, we will 
travel or we will proceed towards the goal that is the idea so each mm-hmm. one of our action we have to take in a very very positive way and to think that these are the ways and means to manifest our potential divinity Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you, Swamiji. I'm I'm thinking of my uh, Guruji, Roy Eugene Davis, who who often has said to me and to other devotees that we must learn to cooperate with the infinite, <laughs> and um, that is what I hear in in what you're speaking of as this beautiful legacy of Swami Vivekananda, which is that this divinity is potential within each of us, and we are all always through our choices every day bringing that divinity into expression and as we become aware of that more and more aware we see how important um, our choices are not only in our own life but in the life of those around us and the life of our world you have been listening to the yoga hour it's been my pleasure to share this time with you i'm yogacharya ellen grace o'brien we've been discussing the life and legacy of Swami Vivekananda with special guest Swami Prasanatmananda. Swamiji is the Swami in charge of the- Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 